Yo, can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Unfiltered. This is the second to last episode of uh, season two of our podcast. Uh, you know, uh, it's been pretty nice doing it this year. I know we took a pretty big break uh, at the end of the regular season, but you know we're, we've been back at it in these playoffs. Um, you know, conference championship day. It's uh, one of the most exciting days in football. Uh, one of the most exciting days in the NFL. And uh, right after that divisional round, it was just um, it was just something else, man. Uh, all all of those divisional round games were they they offered something uh, very entertaining from each of them, especially the last two games. Um, you know, Bills, Chiefs, heartbreaking overtime loss for the Bills. You know, not even able to get a chance at the football. Um, Rams and Buccaneers, you know, nearly blew that uh, big lead that they had. Sean McVay never does that, but, you know, still held on to it and managed to kick a last-second field goal. And then, yeah, Bengals, Titans, you know, Bengals upset, 49ers upset the Packers. It was just one of the best divisional rounds uh, of all time. Um, So, yeah, uh, give me your thoughts, Cameron, on – uh, those divisional round games. What what did you like to see, um, and what did you not like to see in those games? Um, yeah, just going game to game. I thought. Um, well, first, like just starting with the fact that both number one seeds were eliminated on Saturday. Those were very defensive games. Lots of field goals. Both ended in game winning field goals. Um. You know, that was my both teams that I predicted to be in the Super Bowl are out now. So me, yeah, me too. Exactly. And 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 then you know that was crazy in itself. And then you know Sunday with teams that you know are probably closer in in skill and in seating, they they played in the Rams and Bucks. That was a great high scoring game. It looked like the Rams were going to run away with it, but the Bucks came back almost a, yeah, another crazy comeback by Brady. And then, yeah, yeah if it couldn't get any better, the bills and chiefs game, which obviously was, was probably the the most anticipated matchup of the weekend became yeah. probably, I'd say from what I remember in my memory, in my life, that probably was the best playoff game of all time even like yeah super bowls that i've seen um as well so um and it was an afc championship rematch a lot of people are like well whoever wins this game might be the will end up being the afc representative in the super bowl but you know Bengals have been proven people wrong so i'm still excited about this game at uh 3 p.m i was kind of surprised by the schedule that they have that I, I remember in recent years, they usually had the NFC championship game yeah, as the yeah. early one, but they switched it this time. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like to see that. But to go like game to game, um, I, I felt Tannehill's three interceptions, they, those proved really costly for the Titans. Yeah. And they lost their best chance to get back to the Super Bowl in over 20 years. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, you know, worst one seed ever, but. They have a they have a really good team and to sack Joe Burrow nine times in a game and lose, um, that really that's hurts. that's that's and almost that, 
unheard of. Yeah. yeah, that was their uh, that was their franchise like sack record apparently. Mm-hmm. Nine sacks, and Barrow still played resilient. Like his offensive line sold that whole game, but he still played amazing. Um, Henry, like Derrick Henry, he you know it was his first game in a long time. But I don't know when I was watching the game, I just felt like Derrick Henry wasn't playing like himself. You know, uh, I know he like a lot of people expected big things from him. I didn't expect too much from him coming mm-hmm. off of like a like he what he like tore his Achilles right. Or something like that. Uh, no, no, he would have been out for the village. rest of the year. It's uh, what was it? it? Was like a something with his ankle, I think. Yeah, yeah, something with his like his foot, his ankle. Um, I didn't expect too much from Henry. I mean, he still put on like a okay performance. I mean, like sixty yards, one touchdown, twenty carries. Um, but I feel like the Titans honestly relied too much on the running game, and when they should have. Uh, they should they should have split more carries uh, with Henry and uh, Foreman because mm-hmm. um, like Foreman only had four carries that whole game and he had sixty six yards. Yeah, he had that. He had that one big run, and uh, yeah, I feel like the uh, Titans. A lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, Derrick Henry might have a big day," but he is also he is coming off and Dre hadn't played in like two and a half months. Um, realistically, you're not supposed to expect much, but they honestly played him more than I, I was expecting. You know, I probably yeah. they should have split carries. Um, yeah. yeah, with looking at those stats that Foreman had, what, yeah, four four carries for 66 yards, way more efficient than what Henry was was putting up. It didn't look like Henry was really up to full speed there. Um, yeah. Maybe they should have used him more as like a decoy than than anything. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think what the Titans just shot themselves in the foot too many times with, with Tannehill's bad, bad interceptions, exactly. um, some some dropped some dropped balls, and they had a lot of times to to score, um, and they'd have good field position, and they turn over the ball, and it's just like they they missed out on a lot of points, and they let the Bengals stay in it despite you know, being causing Joe Burrow lots of problems um, with the amount of pressure they were, they were getting. You know, I remember last week I was talking about how the, I was like the Titans, they I like them to make it to the Super Bowl because they're really efficient in the red zone this week. They were not. And um, I was like, the Bengals won't, the Bengals got away with kicking lots of field goals against the Raiders, but this week they won't, but they did. Um, well, you gotta you gotta look at like the Bengals <laughs> MVP low key is McPherson, um, in the playoffs. Like they drafted this kicker, and not many teams draft kickers like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really been their uh, one of their best. He's probably their best kicker ever already, uh, if you think about it. Um, and most successful definitely. Like he made four field goals. Um in that game, which really honestly won them the game. He had that game winner. Uh, mm-hmm. On the Bengals' like offensive side, like their their offensive line really sold that game, like we said. Um, but their defense really made up for like their, uh, their defensive backs, like Logan Wilson, Jesse Bates, Mike Hilton, they all had like an interception. Uh, yeah. That's honestly what won them the game because the Titans 
like we were talking about, they should have split more carries. I feel like if they stuck with Foreman throughout the game more than Henry, they would have they could have won this game. And use Henry in those in those big like uh big time plays, like maybe like third down conversions, stuff like that. Um and like the receivers for the Titans, they didn't do good at all except for AJ Brown. I mean Julio Jones had like sixty yards. AJ Brown had like I think like 130, 140 yards and like a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and had a great game. A great game, yeah. And nobody else I feel like nobody else was being used on that offense. Uh not even Anthony Ferkser. Um I don't even think he had a single catch that game. Like on yeah. the on the Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I like with the weapons that I think Tannehill, Tannehill has, even without Derrick Henry, if you have Anthony, I mean, not Anthony, um, AJ Brown and Julio Jones lining up across from each other, and you have Anthony Ferkser, who's had a pretty good game, and you can have a, a guy like a, a slot guy like Westbrook Akine, who, you know, yeah. can make you a few catches a game. Um, you know, I don't think there's much. Tannehill shouldn't have um, that much trouble moving the ball. I mean, I think he's, you know, I think he's a top half quarterback and a lot. And and that's what my point is, is that with all the weapons that they have, those aren't, you know, he isn't lacking weapons. So that's why a lot of people are looking at him. And of course, like those three interceptions and saying like, is he the problem? Is he what's holding them back? I mean, they're two years removed from being from an AFC Championship game appearance. Um, they lost, they, which they eventually lost the Chiefs. But I thought it was a that was a pretty close game, and I thought, you know, with with home field advantage, you know, and then you know surviving the divisional round, giving Henry another week, you're gonna be the team who has probably the best chance matchup wise to beat the chiefs um yeah. but yeah the Bengals. joe burrow two and oh i mean his first playoff appearance he's two and oh he's um not, not not many people can do that not many quarterbacks have done that um, yes but except that for, was like, a really Mahomes. defensive game um, and and then uh moving on to the uh green bay Packers, game yeah what i just saw from it is that Rodgers didn't play his greatest game. Um, He still had, I'd say, a better stat line than than Jimmy G. But it was just like mediocre. mm -hmm. And it's not it's not Rodgers' levels, so you automatically look at him. But I think the Green Bay again as a whole, a lot of their guys just choked. I mean, the special teams, a blocked field goal a blocked punt return for a touchdown. That's the only touchdown the 49ers had in that game. Yeah, that, that so, special team uh-huh. coming in uh, for Green Bay was, like, ranked last in the league, too. Um, they were, like, the worst special teams team. Uh, and, at, like, allowing that terrible punt to be returned, that, that literally cost them the game. Um, but a lot of this game was also affected by the weather. Even though Green Bay is like really used to playing in that weather, I just felt like like I was watching that game on my phone in IHOP, and I was like, "Man, this this offense like Green Bay couldn't do anything." I mean, Forty ers couldn't do anything too. 
Mm-hmm. But the 49ers defense and special teams really helped them win this game. Like their offense was really doing nothing throughout the whole game. Which is surprising because the 49ers statistically I remember when well the the when they were broadcasting the wild card game um against the Cowboys, everyone was like, Oh, the 49ers have one of the worst special teams unit, you know. If anything, they want them to just make sure they, they don't lose the game for them. But Instead, yeah. in this game, they won the game for them. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that about the playoffs. You see, like, unexpected people, you know, make big plays. Um, people step up. Like in the Bengals game, I mean, Mike Hilton's a really good cornerback, but that was a great – that was probably the best defensive individual play I've seen, the, the tip mm-hmm. interception to himself, which yeah. I thought he was going to take it to the house. But um, I, I think the ball was in the air for too long, and I think Tannehill ended up tackling him. But um, and then yeah, the 49ers special teams unit and that guy I think his last name was Hufanga, Mufanga who who got the uh, the um defensive who got the I mean the punt return touchdown recovery, yeah. and just last week he he actually almost cost forty um he almost gave some points to Dallas because he uh, roughed the kick uh, roughed the punter. Oh yeah. <laughs> so and gave them an automatic first down when they force when they uh, looked like they were forcing a punt. So I thought that was pretty cool. I think everyone's talking about the 49ers mental toughness um, and stuff, but I, I agree with like the weather conditions. It felt like one of those like ice bowl freezer bowl games where it's, it's going to be low scoring. Um, and it's just about who, which team what is, is the grittiest, but grittiest. I, I think last thing, just touching on like Rogers legacy. And a lot of people are like, you know, never compare this fraud to, <laughs> to Tom Brady. Again. You know, I try to not let like the beams kind of affect, you know, my outlook on, on football and try to make unbiased predictions. And, you know, cause if I let the memes get to me, I would, you know, I wouldn't pick the chiefs to, you know, I, I wouldn't be so high on the Chiefs like I am throughout every season of this podcast. Yeah. But I think it's hard for you – it is hard for people to say Rodgers is as good as Brady with the amount of times they've been a top seed in the NFC, and he's only made it out of there once. He's 1-0 in Super Bowls. He hasn't made it back in 10 years. They're choking at home in Lambeau. And weather conditions that would favor – the Green Bay Packers from how much experience they have in, in those types of, and in, in those type of temperatures. And yeah, really the thing is, some. although I think he outperformed Jimmy G statistic wise, Jimmy G did what he had to do in the end of the game, which was with less than a minute left, he drove them down, got them into field goal position, which was probably the 49ers best drive of that game until I'd say the other good drive was when, Jimmy G threw that pick right before half where he tried to force it. Yeah. Um, and that, and that but, second half, too, the 49ers had, like, like 200 yards or something more than the Packers. The Packers barely did anything. They barely made a dent in that second half, I saw. Um, so, yeah, you were saying. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, 49ers advanced to the NFC Championship game, which, you know, a lot of people probably weren't expecting. Uh a NFC West um, championship 
game, which hasn't happened since 2013, 2014 season when uh, San Francisco, yeah. yeah, San Francisco was a wild card team because they didn't win the NFC West. That came to Seattle. Seattle had a home field advantage, and they oh, won two Kaepernick. games. Uh huh. The infam- infamous interception, and then Sherman talking crap. Whatever. <laughs> that that was really funny. But yeah, I think. Either way, Green Bay and Rams would have been a great game. But um, having a division rivalry for your um, conference championship game makes that makes that game so much harder for me to for for us to pick. I've been thinking yeah. about it all week, but I won't reveal it yet. So, um, yeah. What? So, what did you think about the uh... Rams and Bucks? Okay. Um... Well, I think I think the Rams played really good. Um, I mean, throughout most of the game, except for the last uh, the last quarter, they just it felt like they gave up. I don't know why. Um, I mean, they were eventually about to go into overtime until Matthew Stafford threw that big bomb of a pass to Cooper Cup. You know, the uh-huh. MVP, best receiver this year. Like, um. But yeah, like Tom Brady going out like that, you know, it just, I don't know, like, you know, all these speculations that he retired, but now they're saying that he didn't retire. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting going into next year. I don't know if he's going to have a year or not, another year or not. Um, but yeah, as for the Rams, I, I think their running game was very weak uh, against the Buccaneers. Um, like, I think like Cam Akers had only like 50 yards or something on a bunch of carries. Um, and he had that costly fumble too, or he had like multiple fumbles. Did he not? Yeah. He had two fumbles, two fumbles, one, one really inside the five yard line, which probably would have put the game away right before halftime. Exactly. And then, yeah. Also to let them tie it up. Yeah. That, that was very costly. I think, I think the Rams should definitely split carries with him and Sony Michelle. Like Sony Michelle is just as good, right? Like he's a very reliable running back. He only had mm. one carry. Um, he he barely he didn't do anything in that game. Um, I mean I I guess Acres is more of a better receiving like dual threat kind of running back. Um, that they needed, but those fumbles are very costly. And I don't, I don't think Sean McVay is going to play him that much. Um, today against the 49ers, especially against that defense. Um, but yeah, Rams got really lucky in this game to come out and uh, just beat Brady and the Bucks. And um, yeah, but uh, defensively, the Rams had an, a tremendous game. Um, mm-hmm. Like Aaron Donald, their defensive line, Von Miller, man, he made me proud. Like seeing, seeing him. <laughs> You know, seeing it like the good old days, him sacking Brady, pressuring Brady, it was really fun to see. There was a teardrop in Salar's eye. Yeah, it's it's crazy that Vaughn Miller made Tom Brady retire yesterday. Um, but okay. Um, but yeah, this I think Vaughn Miller, this addition to the defense is um, it's gonna it's it's been showing a lot. Like uh, Vaughn Miller, he's had seven sacks in six games, the last six games. Um, like in my opinion, he he should be like in the conversation for comeback player of the year. I know he's probably not going to get it. It's definitely going to be Joe Burrow, definitely Joe Burrow. Um, but 
like defensively, like if there's a comeback player of the year award, it's just, I feel like you know Von Miller should definitely be mm-hmm. in that conversation. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, like Rams defense played pretty good, except for the last quarter. Um, they almost choked. Sean McVay's like what, like fifty, fifty and one or something when leading at halftime, and he uh-huh. almost he almost blew that away. Yeah. Um, but you know he didn't. And uh, against the 49ers, I know you're playing against. You're, I feel like you're playing against a uh, a better offensive line, to be honest, than the Buccaneers' offensive line. Um, like Brady, no, ba- barely anybody gets to Brady. Barely any defensive player. Um, but like to get to Brady multiple times, um, it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, like. It's really impressive. And against, like, Jimmy G, I feel like Jimmy G is more of a – he's definitely more energetic, more athletic uh, than Brady, as in, like, in his legs, right? I feel like Jimmy G is more of a – like, he, he can run a lot better. Um, so, I think today the Rams are going to put a lot of pressure on the on the 49ers. Uh, uh-huh. And that's how they're going to win the game. I, I, but we'll get to those uh, those predictions in a few minutes. So. Yeah. I think from from that game, it was – the Rams looked great in the first half. They looked efficient offensively. Uh, defense, defense, they forced like three, maybe even four three and outs of Brady, which is is very hard to do. Um, and the Bucks, yes, were uh, dealing with a lot of injuries, but they did start – this was – I saw the first time that they had all their guys, their defensive starters from mm-hmm. – the preseason playing together, you know, I, I bet a, a bit banged up, but um, I think, you know, in the defensive, I mean, in the second half, they put on a good defensive showing um, to force those fumbles of, um, of Cam Akers and other Rams players. I think Cooper Cup had one as well, but um, yeah, what I, I, what I took away from that is the Rams had, opportunity they knew that they only needed probably one more score to put it out of reach and I felt like it was poetic because any any playoff game Brady's in it always seems like it's close you know I don't think he blows out teams I mean it maybe in games that aren't the Super Bowl but um it's always he'll always make it a competition they're what down 27 to 3 27 to 6 and they somehow um tie up the game which is I thought very poetic. And like you were saying, a lot of people are speculating, uh, is he going to retire? Only time will tell. I saw those jokes that were saying, oh, you know, them, Adam Schefter and those uh, NFL insiders getting, spreading spreading misinformation is, you know, get this, going to motivate this guy um, to come back and win some more Super Bowls, which I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, but, if I was to, if I was to guess, for me it just seems like um, he is done, yeah, and those, that he will. That, but he just wants to make that decision on his own time, and it will come. I'd say may, maybe w- within the next two months, um, early in the off season, to allow Tampa Bay to you know actually figure it out because you know he doesn't want they don't want him to be like in May be um, say <laughs> after the draft 
and be like, uh, you know, I'm not going to come back. And then they're, that that, they're that would be funny. And then uh-huh. if they don't draft a quarterback, now they got to stick with like Kyle Trask. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Kyle Trask. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. Kyle Whatever Trask. guys they have in their depth chart who are irrelevant because they have Brady. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if he goes out like this, I like I agree. It was very – it seemed right. You know, he put up a good fight and – I just feel you know, like almost had a signature comeback win, but the Rams, um, and I thought it was pretty cool that everyone was like, "Oh, Matthew Stafford, you know, is he is he clutch? Is he uh, an elite quarterback?" And then for Brady to lose to somebody who throws a deep bomb to Cooper Cup to get into field goal range to do a two minute drill and kick a game winning field goal, I thought I thought that was a a right way to go out. There's no shame in that. Yeah, there definitely isn't. I mean, it's not like it's Brady's fault. Um, mm-hmm. It's the Buccaneers' defense uh, that should be blamed. But, yeah, man, Brady retiring. It would be really crazy to see that. Um, like, we've never seen a season. Like, in our entire lives, we've never seen a season where Brady did not play. I mean, he did – I mean, he had that one injury, but that was, like, such a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Before um, we even, you know – before you yeah exactly before you even follow football but yeah man this uh this is one of the craziest games and now let's uh quickly talk about this last game this bills and chiefs game uh oh man it was it was a crazy game it was the best divisional round game i've ever seen definitely uh i think we were talking about this a little earlier um Josh Allen and Mahomes throwing combined seven touchdowns, almost 700 yards. Uh, it was it was the most impressive performance in terms of both quarterbacks playing great. Um, mm-hmm. And both quarterbacks, man, were like the leading rushers, uh, which is crazy. Like Mahomes had that, that first drive. He had like so many carries and had that impressive rushing touchdown, like hitting the pylon. Yeah. Um, overall, yeah, like, yeah, I think t- Taylor Heineke showed him that one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, overall, I mean, the Chiefs had. I feel like what won the Chiefs this game was that nobody expected Mahomes to be this creative in terms of his uh, his uh, his legs. You know, like nobody expected him to run this much against that Bills defense. You know, it felt like Mahomes was was running like. 10 yards every play. He only had seven carries, it says. Um, but, yeah, um, like, Hilaire, Clyde Edwards, he, he he also had as many carries as Mahomes. He still didn't have uh, more than him. On the mm. Bills side, like, Josh Allen, he had, he had his normal amount of carries. He usually rushes for, like, at least 10 plays. Um, but, man, this – receiver Gabriel Davis had the best uh playoff performance for a receiver of all time like nobody expected that like you were saying earlier that the playoffs really shows us like it shows us the craziest things it shows us things that we don't expect like nobody expected Gabriel Davis to have mm-hmm. 201 yards and four touchdowns um, yeah it's just insane and Stefan Diggs had only three receptions and seven yards um Everybody was like, oh, this is Stephon Diggs' game, you know, to get revenge and stuff. Uh, but he wasn't in this game as much. I feel like the Bills um, – or, like, 
the Chiefs defense had a good game plan against, you know, like like covering Stephon Diggs, covering Dawson Knox, because both of those players didn't even combine for like 20 points. And Dawson Knox is their best, you know, he's their tight end, he's their guy. Emmanuel Sanders is also one of their like lower receivers. He barely, he, he didn't even have any receptions. I think he had like one. Um, but, and they also covered, like the Chiefs defense also covered some of their most versatile guys, like Isaiah McKenzie. In my opinion, he's like he's like a Debo Samuel on the Bills. Um, and they covered him very well, too. You, we didn't see McKenzie get this many carries or receptions. Um, so that's why Josh Allen just passed to Gabriel Davis. But I feel like that was very impressive. That showed us that, like, Josh Allen and Gabriel Davis's uh, performances, like, imagine if, Imagine if uh, Josh Allen was able to pass more to, like, Stephon Diggs or, uh-huh. or uh, you know, Dawson Knox, you know, his big tight end. You know, like, he had his fair share with Cole Beasley. But, you know, having all of your receivers covered that well, it's it's really hard. And they still played amazing. Um, So, yeah. It was a heartbreaking loss about – overtime too how do you feel about those overtime rules everybody's saying yeah i was gonna i was i was gonna mention that i think first off i think the greatest playoff game of all time regardless of the round again from just my memory Mm -hmm. in my lifetime um like you said i think the quarterback the dueling of the two quarterbacks on both the passing and the rushing. I mean, look at the, like the efficiency numbers by these guys. I think that with Aaron Rodgers being eliminated on the day before, and then you saw a game like this, a quarterback, a quarterback duel, it shows that I think these two guys are the best, the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen, 27 of 37, 329, yards and four touchdowns quarterback rating of the 90 Patrick Mahomes quarterback rating of 96 33 of 44 378 and three touchdowns um and he had yeah like you said seven carries 69 yards and a touchdown and Josh Allen only had one one rushing yard less um it's it's a rivalry we're gonna see for a long time and I feel bad for Bills fans you know I mean Bills have had to go through a lot in their in the history of their franchise, from losing four straight Super Bowls to in thirteen I think, seconds, man. Uh huh. And the and the Chiefs, the Chiefs seem like they're gonna be. It's gonna be between these two teams, and I would say maybe um, Baltimore. Um, in most years, if uh, when you know Lamar doesn't have a uh, injury. Yeah. But yeah, I think the AFC is is just stacked with good teams, and it's going to be hard any year for any team to come out of there. Um, I think, like you said, the I think what was so impressive is how quickly just the huge plays on both sides. I mean, I remember Tyree Hill's huge sixty-four yard touchdown. He just ran past everybody. Gabriel Davis's deep bomb was a one-play yeah. drive. And that the, fourth, that, that last 13 mm-hmm. seconds. That fourth the fourth down, down conversions that they had. I mean, imagine insane. receiving 201 yards and four touchdowns and losing a football game. Yeah, that just shows you how good the Chiefs are and how and, – and the Bills are 
right there with them. So yeah, in, um, in terms in terms of the um, people are saying, oh, the the overtime rules should change. Honestly, honestly, like I disagree um, because this is just how it's always been, right? This is how the overtime rules have just been for a long time. For a long time, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like on the Chiefs side, I'm not trying to defend them. I hate them, but um, like they they suffered the exact same thing three years ago in the AFC Championship. Yeah. Um, and now, like three years later, they are the exact same position, but they get the ball this time in the in the um overtime in the divisional round, mm-hmm. and the Bills don't. And then, like after the game, Andy Reid he even said that. Um, he said that like you know we've saw, we've basically been in both positions before. He even said that the overtime rules should change, even though he won. Um, yeah, I think I mean, I think it would make uh, it would definitely make the outcomes a lot more interesting. So yeah, I would agree we should change the overtime rules, but it was just, it was all. Um, you could blame it that it's either the Chiefs' offense was just really good that they didn't turn the ball over, and the Bills' defense just you know basically sold in overtime. They didn't stop uh-huh. them at all. Like you, you, like if you see other teams playing overtime, it's very hard to see one team just drive down the field and score the touchdown. Like we barely see that. It's usually that like oh uh, another team gets the ball, the other team gets the ball back after the other team scored, like, a field goal. Because, like, we rarely see anything in the, like this in the in overtime, that the other team does not get the ball at all. This is, like, only, like, I think, like, the second time this has happened in, like, three years. And, of course, it's, like, the Chiefs in the same game. Yeah. I so. think um, – I, I – for me, I think the overtime rules should change just because – I mean, out of fairness and justice to – to both teams both teams should have a chance to get the ball um and it just seems like this is a a way just to get it over as soon as possible and i get that for the safety of the players they've been playing four quarters already over time to shorten the 10 minutes but Mm. um as a fan as a neutral viewer you hate to see you know the look on josh allen's face when he's just watching he's helplessly watching patrick mahomes drive it on his defense um, like he's been doing all game. And I think it sucks because these rules, these rules, um, these rules ar- um, arise controversy in games like this where it's high scoring and you're like, okay, whoever gets, whoever is on offense is going to score a touchdown. So whoever gets the ball in overtime first is going to score a touchdown and end up winning the game. And like we said, greatest playoff game of all time. You don't want to know the other t- the other game, like you said, that I was thinking is probably the second best playoff game of all time was that AFC Championship game where the Chiefs had Chiefs, this yeah. exact ha- thing happen to them where they didn't get to be on the field because New England won the coin toss and they drove down the field. Um, so I think in games like that where you just know the other team is going to – is you don't doubt that any team's offense is going to score a touchdown. That's when these rules come into play. And it's, and it's like, ah, uh, you know, they should, they should change it. Um, but it is heartbreaking for the bills. I think 
it, it's so it's so weird because everyone's like, oh, 13 seconds, the Bills defense. They, they gave it up. That's not that much time. Why are they playing so far off? The thing off is, of- I, was, I was even thinking, like, when I was watching that game, I was like, I saw Bill, the Bills sideline was celebrating. Even in my mm-hmm. head, I was like, don't celebrate right now. Like, 13 seconds is enough for the Chiefs. Yeah. And it exactly was. Like, they literally were able to just kick that last second field goal. Um, but yeah, you should never celebrate too early. I feel, I feel like now they're going to be in those, like those sport YouTube compilations, like, Oh, never celebrate. too early. <laughs> They're going to be in that now. They're going to be. Yeah. And a good look. It's, um, everyone can say, Oh, the bills, def- bills defense folded. But if the bills got the, got the overtime coin toss, you can assume that they would have won that they would have drove down the field and won the game. And then you, and then it would be the opposite narrative. You would say, Oh, the bills won 42 to 36. The chiefs defense folded. They couldn't defend Josh Allen. That's why like, they lost. Exactly. Like that's what I'm literally saying on the Chiefs side. Like, like that's how it was. Um, the mm. bills defense, they couldn't stop Mahomes. Uh, just like yeah. a few years ago, the Chiefs defense couldn't stop Brady from going down the field as well. Um, uh-huh. But it's, it's just something we 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 don't see often that one team just holds on to the ball to score in overtime, uh, this like this quick or this you know efficiently. Like usually, yeah. we see a lot that when it comes to overtime, both teams do get their fair share on the ball. Uh, it just happens that whenever the Chiefs are playing, this does not happen. <laughs> um, so. um, yeah, I think. I, as a neutral fan, I don't like any team to just get the ball and win it over time. But I felt, you know, if anyone deserved it, it was the Chiefs because, yeah, they had it happen to them before. But if anyone doesn't deserve it, it's the Bills. You know, you hate to see them lose to the same team twice. Yeah. And you see, and, and that's why, like I said, two best quarterbacks in the NFL, you see a rivalry between these two teams for the next decade to come, especially if they keep their supporting cast. But, um, I was I was really imp- I was impressed by the performances from the individual players, not only the quarterbacks, but Gabriel Davis, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey still played. Jarek McKinnon had over, almost yeah. had a lot of like over eighty all-purpose yards, even though he was pretty inefficient rushing. Just it, it was a it was a great game. So either either way it went, I picked the Chiefs to win. So I guess I was you know happy that they fulfilled my pick after I went 0-2 and on Saturday with my picks, and then I was you know, right you know, on Sunday. I predicted the Bills to win 36-33. to <laughs> And that almost happened. That would have been like, crazy. That would have been crazy. Yeah, I was like, throughout the game, I was like, what if my, what if my score prediction like happens? Like, that, mm-hmm. that would be insane. And it almost happened. I was like, come on, just finish this game, please. Yeah, and, I was... I was pretty close. To, I, I had the Chiefs winning 38 to 34. I had the Rams winning oh, okay. 33 to 31. But I think what I, I'm looking back at my score predictions, what I made a mistake with is I, I thought these, I thought the Saturday games would be a lot more high scoring. Um, um, but they were very defensive games. Um, let's get into. Uh, yeah, these two uh, conference championship games mm-hmm. coming up shortly. Um, so, yeah, first game, man, Cincinnati and Kansas City. Um, 
Who do you have? I have the Chiefs winning. 40, a oh, very, true. very high-scoring game, 45 to 31. Okay. Um, so, yeah, 14, two-score, a two-touchdown victory for the Chiefs. My reasoning is, although Cincinnati and Joe Burrow have proved me wrong, have, have proved me wrong last week with what I said about they can't, they're not going to get away with scoring field goals. This is this is the game where they're not going to get away with scoring field goals. They have to be more efficient with scoring touchdowns when they get in those positions, especially the red zone. Evan McPherson can do all you want, but the Chiefs can match them because they drive down the field very easily. Harrison Butker is no joke of a kicker. Um, which I mean, yeah, Harrison Butker, I mean, to get that, that game, that game time field goal right at the end after he missed an extra point and a field goal in that game. Um, I thought he had a, uh, a redeeming game as well. Uh, some, just something I forgot to mention in that divisional game against the bills, but, um, I think the chiefs are just, they're hitting their stride. They've only lost one game the last three months and, with all the weapons they have, I just don't see how the Bengals defense, who has, I'd say, over, who overperformed last game against a pretty good Titans team, the Chiefs are a whole other monster. You say the Bills, the Bills were the best scoring defense. They still gave up 42 points. They couldn't stop them because of all the things they had to account for Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, Jarek McKinnon, is he gonna are they gonna hand it off to him? Are they gonna pass it to him? Byron Pringle had a touchdown. Um McCall McCall Hardman had a rushing touchdown. Um they can just beat you in so many ways, and I think that's what's gonna get the Chiefs um past the Bengals. So I have them winning 40, 45 to thirty one. Okay. Um I actually have Cincinnati upsetting Kansas City today. No, come on. <laughs> let let it let it go somewhere. No, no, I can't. I can't let it go. Um no but for in all realness, like when we've been looking at the Bengals the last two weeks, um it feels like they've been getting better and better. Um defensively, uh you know against the Titans, that game was very impressive. And offensively, I feel like they're always in stride. And Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, I feel like they're never slowing down. Like, Jamar Chase averages, like, I don't know, over 100 yards every game with Burrow. Um, mm-hmm. And I just feel like offensively on, on you know, on the rushing, you know, like Mixon, I feel like Mixon is – the best running back coming into the conference championship um, today. Like out of all these four teams, I feel like, I feel like Mixon is the best running back. Um, And I think he's going to be a very versatile player today. Just like you said, you know, how the chiefs have Byron Pringle, they have, uh, you know, Kelsey Hill. I feel like the Bengals are this, like they're very similar and on offense, they they play they can play like that, you know, tight end wise. You know, Uzama, he has some very creative plays, uh, you know, that we see from Zach Taylor and their offensive coordinator. Um, I I think I like in all honesty on in all honest honesty. Oh my God, I can't speak English. Um, I think I think Cincinnati will upset the Chiefs today. 
Um, so I mean, that's that's just that's just my take. <laughs> I I think another thing I forgot to mention with the Bengals and Chiefs is, yeah, the Chiefs with how efficient they are on offense, for teams to beat them, they have to they have to match them on offense, especially if your team doesn't have a, a like a. If your defense is, if the opposing team's defense isn't playing as well, the Bills' defense, although they had the best defense in the league statistically, were not stopping them. Um, and sure, the Bengals are that one loss that the Chiefs have had, or one or two losses in the last um, three months, last 10, 12 weeks of the season. Yeah. They did that because a crazy stat line by Jamar Chase. And they were able to match them score for score. It was one of the most entertaining regular season games um, of the year. Jamar Chase had like that Randy Moss Thanksgiving, 1998 Thanksgiving Day uh, kind of game against the Cowboys um, on the Chiefs. But I mean, if the Chiefs, the Chiefs account for that, how are the, the Bengals have to reinvent themselves and they have to beat them in different ways. They can't just rely on those huge plays by Jamar Chase or the great receiving core they do have. But I agree, they're built similar sim- similarly, mm. but Chiefs have more experience. They're in Arrowhead. Um, this is the fourth straight AFC championship game for the Chiefs. And, you know, if all goes right, their third straight Super Bowl appearance, I just see – I just see the, the Bengals not being able to keep up with them. They'll still put up a good, a hefty amount of points, but you have to match them as scoring-wise. That's why I thought the Bills were probably the best team, has the best chance of beating the Chiefs before the Super Bowl, before they reach the Super Bowl. And they pretty much did They did that. They, they matched them, but like you said, the overtime rules favored the Chiefs in that situation. Um, but yeah. Uh, from a neutral point of view, I I want a I want a close game. I mean, it would be great to see the Bengals in the Super Bowl. That would be very surprising, but I, I like the Chiefs in this one. Okay, I also like the Bengals uh, winning this game because you know their uh, name starts with a B and they wear orange, so that's pretty nice. Um, but uh, anyways. I get it. Like, I feel like a lot of people just want somebody new, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, there's, I mean, you know, like, those NFL memes, they always post those fake polls, like, oh, yeah, like, 95% of America wants the Bengals to beat the Chiefs today. Uh-huh. Um, Everybody's rooting except for, like, the yeah, those two states. Except for, Missouri, like, Missouri and, Kansas. yeah, all those, all those redneck states around it. Um, but, yeah, anyways, uh, next game we got, the NFC Championship, uh, a very good one. Rams and 49ers. Um, you know, I'd rather see the the Packers and Rams. That would have been, uh, in my opinion, a lot better. But, uh, you know, 49ers earned it. They got here. Um, and we got to see them take on the Rams in their uh, home stadium, which is also home of uh, Super Bowl 56, which is interesting. Like, back-to-back Super Bowls can potentially be in the um, – you know, the home team's uh, stadium and the home team would be playing as well, which we, uh, that would be interesting. And I honestly think that will happen. Uh, I have the Rams winning 27 to 24. I think it's going to be close. I think, mm-hmm. you know, 
playing in an indoor stadium is going to help the 49ers a lot after what they just experienced last week. You know, get back to playing in like a clean environment. Um, you know, not no weather affecting it. I feel like that's going to help them a lot. Um, I think these two defenses are very similar. It could be a defensive battle. Um, but I do like the Rams' defense better, as I stated before. I feel like their defensive line has been getting better and better, uh, especially from Vaughn Miller. You know, Aaron Donald's always been making plays. Um, you know, 49ers on that side, I don't think we talked about it last week. Uh, Nick Boza had, like, two sacks or something on Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, and their defensive line had their fair share of sacks. So we could see that on Matthew Savard. He could there's gonna be a lot of pressure uh on both defenses. Um but you know I, I think the Rams will win twenty seven twenty four. I think they will go to the Super Bowl and so will the Bengals. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, like I said, yes, the Pack Packers and Rams, a lot of people were expecting that. Sorry, do you hear me? Yeah, so you cut off. Yeah, um, I somebody called me. That's uh, my bad. Um, yeah, so 49ers, they, them still winning still makes this game so entertaining because it's a division rivalry. These teams know each other so well. The 49ers went, they won the series, they beat the Rams twice. Um, twice in the regular season and mm-hmm. i mean that that crazy win that they had coming back from 17 points that one loss that sean McVay has where he's leading at halftime but he lost yeah. came against the 49ers in last week the regular season and it got 49ers that playoff berth yeah. um so i think the rams like you said has have a great have a I'd say a better defensive team their defensive line has been coming through I think against a Bucks offensive line last week who they're no scrubs they're pretty good they got they were missing their starting left tackle and Tristan Wirfs um, but they still had you know the couple of pro bowlers or top guys on their offensive line there with them and they were getting pressure to Brady they sacked him three yeah. times but they got a good amount of pressures and Bon Miller with the strip sack. I think with how defensive the Green Bay and 49ers game and Green Bay, who a team doesn't have the best pass rush, I would say. And they yeah. got over, I mean, look at the amount of pressures these teams were able to get on each other. Garoppolo had four sacks under 25 quarterback pressures or hurry ups. Rodgers was sacked five times on 29. It just showed like that. That's the the definition of a defensive game. You put quarterbacks under pressure and they're going to, they're going to panic. Um, They're going to, it's going to make it life a lot harder for them. And I think 49ers offensive line, although they're, they're really good. um, I say, I see the Rams having similar success against them as they did against the Bucks, and that'll be a, a big difference um, in this game. Also, I think Kyle Shanahan is a better coach than Sean McVay, and I think that's proved really? by being, you know, on the road 
in their first two playoff games and getting them all the way here, which a lot of teams, a lot of people would be like, you know, you would expect the Bengals to be in this position before the 49ers would be being in the final four. But, but 49ers have proved a lot of people wrong. Um, But I think, I just don't see the Rams losing at home in a conference championship game, losing three in a row to the same team in one year. I think the Rams have a better team. They have the better quarterback. 49ers have played great defensively this year, but they haven't met a team that has the, uh, the weapons like the Rams do. Cooper cup had a great game last week. OBJ had a couple first down conversions yeah. Van Jefferson, I heard, might not be playing, but really? um, they have starting to left tackle Andrew Whitworth back. Mm. And um, I think Cam Akers, he's not going to he's not going to fumble the ball as many as many times. And, you know, I think, like you said, they should split carries with Sonny Michelle more. I I like the Rams winning it in this one. And I thought it was funny if like I'm predicting the Chiefs and the Rams and that will be crazy that the chiefs go two super bowls in a row where they have to play the team the team um the team that they're playing is playing in their home stadium that was what you was unique to super bowl 55 last year the bucks hosting it you saw it almost happen a few years ago in 2017 2018 season where minnesota almost made it to super bowl 52 but then they ended up losing uh yeah case keenum but they ended up losing in the conference championship game, getting routed by Nick Foles and the Eagles in Philadelphia. But yeah, I I like the Chiefs and I, I like the Chiefs and the Rams. It would be interesting to see the Chiefs and the 49ers because that's like a, a rematch. rematch of Super Bowl Fifty Four in Could Miami. Be. That would be that would be interesting. That would be mm-hmm. really interesting. Bengal uh, Bengals and 49ers would be a rematch from over forty. From forty-one years ago, yeah, those Joe Montana uh-huh. days. And um, but also, I mean, I'm picking the Chiefs and the Rams. They're the two best teams remaining, and they had a great game on Monday Night Football. Um, best that's in my opinion mm-hmm. the best regular season game of all time. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, un- undeniably. I think the final score was fifty-four to fifty. Yeah, 54 Rams to ended 51. up winning that game. Rams ended up making it to the Super Bowl that year. A lot of people thought the Chiefs should have made it. Um, uh, as well. I mean, it should, probably should have been the Chiefs and the Saints in that Super Bowl that year, but we've talked about that before. We have talked. About um, that. So I like the Rams winning. It'll still be a pretty close one. I have them winning twenty nine to twenty three. Twenty nine to twenty three. I like it. All right. Um, that's uh, that's basically it for this episode. Um, you want to do so power rankings really quick? <laughs> power rankings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, final four power rankings. I got. I got San Francisco at number four. Oh, I knew. <laughs> Cincinnati at number three. Kansas City at number two. Los Angeles at number one. Oh my goodness! Why don't you just give Kansas City what they deserve I just already? Can't. I just—they're not number one in my my eyes, bro. <laughs> I still think the Rams are out of mm-hmm. these four. Teams. I think I think the weakest team out of the four. That's what I really went um, with. Probably the easiest Cincinnati? power rankings I've had to do. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. Okay. Overall, ha- they have the worst defense, um, and they're going up against a Chiefs team who's the best team in the NFL right now. It's it's, of course, they have a chance, and it's great that they've been here already. But I'm pretty confident that the Chiefs will win today. But okay. you know, prove me wrong, prove me wrong. And yeah. then I have San Francisco at three, um, and 
not much, really much to say about these last two. I mean, I have LA at two and Kansas okay. City at one. So I think really it was right. just I was just debating between four and three. Was it going to be San Francisco and then Cincinnati? But I think yeah. Cincinnati is is um, remaining in these playoffs. All right. Um, interesting opinions. Um, I like it. All right, guys, that's uh, that's it for this episode, Conference Championship Edition of Unfiltered Season 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you guys. I think we'll do the next episode a week before the Super Bowl or um, a few days before the Super Bowl. Yeah, so um, we might have like a week, 10 days off. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll see you guys then. Take care, have fun, mm-hmm. enjoy these games, and we'll see you in a few, uh, like a week or two. So, yeah, yep. take care. See you, Solar. Thanks, man. All right, see you, Cameron.